in society, we try to have the answers. And so people don't have the patience to ask the questions. And what I mean by that is if you don't like your position right now or your stage of life or whatever, you don't need to know the answer to like what it is that you're going to do tomorrow to figure it all out. You just need to be comfortable to ask yourself the questions. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, or welcome if you are new around here and this is your first time tuning into an episode. Regardless, I am super excited that you were here. You showed up for yourself because this is going to be a fun episode. It is a very special episode to me, one, because I have not had a guest on here in a hot minute. I have been writing solo for a majority of the episodes, but... This episode for sure inspired me just to get more faces and voices on here. So I immediately drafted up my dream guest list for the show and going to just have full faith that I will get to have conversations with each of those people that are on my list because there's just a lot of women out there that we can all learn from, that I can learn from their stories and just get inspired. But the guest I have on today's episode is also somebody who does not fall short when it comes to empowering and inspiring those around her. And I can say that from personal experience because who I have on today is Laura Lom, who I actually work for. You guys hear me talk about a lot on here how I'm a dietitian. If you're new around here, I'm a dietitian. That's what I do. And I put that skill to use as one of Laura's head coaches in her company. She has her own online fitness and nutrition coaching business that she started a little over two, two years ago and has just grown exponentially to be helping women all over the world. And I'm so grateful to be a part of her team and being a part of her team has also just pushed me to be a better leader in my work, how I lead myself. Our team is fully women and being led by an awesome female herself who challenges, inspires, and leads with authenticity is a great work environment. So I'm excited for you guys to get a bit of insight who she is and why I wanted her on the show. You will quickly see and how she just approaches her own self-confidence, thoughts on comparison. We talk about importance of community, taking action on your passions, all the good stuff. So you can follow up with her through the links within the show notes, wherever you are listening, just scroll down and check that out. But let's get right into the episode because I know that it is going to leave you feeling like you can. 
Hey, Laura, and welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you here. Hi, Arissa. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. People already have heard the intro and already know that we are not strangers to each other. I currently work for you as one of your head coaches at your company. Just as a confession, I have actually been wanting you on the podcast for a very long time. I knew right when I joined Laura Lawn Fitness that you were somebody that 100% embodies what I talk about on the show, which is just going out and doing it, like leading with confidence, knowing you have an ability to do so, but also you are somebody who ensures you don't lose a sense of reality with it either, like not feeding into the hustle culture and remembering to take a rest when you need it, which is what we talk about on the show. So I'm excited to dive into a couple different things around your business, growth, personal and professional. But before we get into it, if you want to share a little bit about yourself and who is Laura Lam. Yeah. So as you say, yeah, we're definitely not strangers. Um, so you are one of my head coaches. So I obviously run a coaching company and I specialize in working with only females. Um, and we primarily work with busy females. So women whose their lives are just not set and the usual old school set way of getting into shape and looking after your health just doesn't suit them. But we are different in what we do in our coaching company. And we don't just focus on a number on a scale, our physical health. A lot of our coaching is around empowering women around their mental health, their well-being, and just giving them back to a place where they find their spark again. They find who they are away from all the hats that women wear all day, every day. And they get to focus on themselves and become the best versions of themselves, essentially in all walks of life. Yeah. And I can definitely attest that that is exactly what we do at Laurelon Fitness. And there is no lie of anything. What you just said, like that is what Laurelon Fitness is and excited to be a part of the team there. But before we get into diving into anything, the first question I ask all guests on the podcast is what is something that you do part of your routine that makes you feel like the girl who can? Very easy answer because it's something that I've been practicing from November 2018 every single day and I've never missed a beat. I start my day every day religiously listening to a motivational speech. Just it's super easy. I put it on when I'm doing my skincare. I put it on if I'm going for a walk. I just put it on if I'm having a super crazy morning. I don't have a lot of time. I, I just put my earpods and even listen to it when I'm having like a body shower. And um, so super easy. But I've been doing that every single day from 2018. And it just starts my day in a lot stronger of a mindset. So I'm constantly pouring in good positive vibes in my head. You know, people that have done what I'm looking to achieve, constant reinforcement that I can do it, I believe it, and it just starts my day, no matter what is ahead of me, in a far better mindset. Do you just go on YouTube and type that in, or is it like Spotify? I just, so I just, everybody laughs at me. I actually don't have Spotify. My sisters <laughs> think this is the funniest thing in the world. But yes, I just go into YouTube and type in motivational speeches. There's fantastic ones. Oprah does amazing ones if you want more of a female base. Um, but there's really good ones like Will Smith does fantastic ones. The Rock, there's a lot of good motivational speakers on there. And thankfully, YouTube have compiled them. So they're short, they're snappy. They can, they're really suited when you don't have a lot of time in the mornings. That is something that recently, I'd say like within two weeks ago, I pulled up YouTube. I was walking on the treadmill in the morning and I plugged in one and I was like, wow, I feel on top of the world. Yeah. And I was put it on my, on my way home, had my car windows down. I was like, this is, 
the most perfect way to start my morning. So I, that's amazing that you've been doing that for a while, but, um, starting a business obviously requires a certain level of confidence ability in yourself. So how did you begin to cultivate that belief in yourself? When you think back, were there specific mindset shifts that you feel like had to happen before you were like, yes, I'm going to leave my job and start this business. Was there a turning point? So if you can share a little bit about that. I didn't start my business from confidence. I started my business to really save myself. And I didn't really have any other option. Um, and what I mean by that is I, I was in a space where I just was very unhappy in life. I was very unhappy with what I was doing. I was just didn't know myself. I knew I was working in finance and I knew that wasn't going to be what I wanted to do long term. So it's not like I had this moment of like, yes, I can be a business leader and this is what I want to do. And I'm so confident in that. It, it never, my end game was never to actually run a business. And I kind of laughed that I fell into business and I did fall into business. Like this was not my plan to start with. My plan was just to coach because I wanted to coach. You know, whenever I was in finance, I, like I said, was not happy with what I was doing. So I just started networking and figuring out other things that I did that I enjoyed and I loved fitness I loved health and so I kind of went into that sort of realm I started coaching for somebody else and I was very content working with them very content in that aspect but I was mistreated in that coaching company um, and that sort of spiraled me into then taking that step of starting my own business but it, it really came it didn't come from confidence or self-belief to be like yes I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to smash the business world none of those thoughts ever came into my head ever and it was more so off. I was just very unhappy and I was, I didn't want to put my rescue into the hands of other people. I wanted to take full control of my own rescue. And I think that's super freeing for a lot of people to hear because we can live in this culture where we feel the only way to be successful. And I'm putting that in air quotes is to have your own business or be your own boss, mm -hmm. be a CEO. When that's attached to words like confidence and self-ability, and somebody out there might be thinking like, and hearing that and feeling like, oh, this is super freeing where I don't have to have it all figured out. I can just follow my passion and yeah. the road will kind of take me there. So as you mentioned, you know, you had a passion for health and fitness and that's what you followed. And so going down that road, how important do you feel like it is to circle back to what you are passionate about? How, how does that keep you going? Yeah, I think going back to your point of around um, not figuring it out. Yeah, I think in society, we try to have the answers. And so people don't have the patience to ask the questions. And what I mean by that is if you don't like your position right now or your stage of life or whatever, you don't need to know the answer to like what it is that you're going to do tomorrow to figure it all out. You just need to be comfortable to ask yourself the questions and kind of like what you said, that's kind of how I then started to plant those seeds around, okay, I don't like what my life looks like now. What do I want my life to look like? What, what are my values in life? You know, and a lot of that, actually, I just didn't even know my values at that stage. I actually didn't know what my definition of happiness was or what my definition of success was. And like nothing about being a business owner to me brings me happiness in my life. Like that's not where my happiness lies. It's what I do inside that business that fulfills me and makes me happy. And if I was the owner or I was just doing it, I, I really truly feel like I would still have the same sort of satisfaction and happiness out of that on a day-to-day -day basis. But yes, being very connected to what lights me up in life, 
you know, keeps me going, you know, and that's something that I stay very, very clear on around what kind of things I define as happiness and what kind of things I define as fulfilling for me, because that's very different, very different for every single individual. And whenever I feel low in energy and a bit of a funk or whatever, it's usually always because I've ventured a wee bit further away from my true core definition of what a happy day is for me. When you're trying to figure out what your core values are or what brings you happiness, I think it's important to mention like that evolves too, because we can be so like gung ho and it needs to be this way. Or even when somebody who is in their twenties and they're trying to figure out what does bring me happiness, it's very easy to look at what somebody else's happiness is as well and comparing it. So with that, do you feel like that was ever a piece of your journey? And how did you deal with comparison as you were figuring that out? It it still is a part of my journey. Like, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel like that ever totally goes away because we are humans at the end of the day. And I think it's a very human, normal aspect to compare yourself. But yeah, whenever I was, I was 28, whenever I decided to leave finance, um, I had a very solid career in finance and it was my only identity. So I went to university, I did the usual, get a good career. I moved to London, which was very different to any of my other friends at home. And I was chasing that career. And then when I decided that that's not what I wanted to do, yeah, I like, my bottom of my life just fell down because I I didn't know who I was anymore. My other friends were settled in life. They were had partners. They had careers that they enjoyed. They were starting to get married and have kids. Here I was single, no idea what I wanted to do in life, didn't have a career, was about to just jump off a cliff and hope something like landed whenever I was trying to do this business venture that I had no real idea of doing. And I, comparison was horrendous at that stage. Like, just thinking why, like there must be something wrong with me. Everybody else is happy. I don't know what's going on in my life. And it's just such a negative spiral to bring, to, to pour yourself down. But unfortunately at that stage, I didn't know anybody else that had stepped outside of the norm as in like anybody else that, that wasn't on the path to get married or wasn't on the path of a nine to five career. So that's to me was the whole definition of success. And a lot of those, that scary time just took me to go out and find other people, to go out and find other people that were outside of that, that were doing their own thing, that were comfortable. And then it really just started to take my blinkers off that, you know, there is no right or wrong way to do life, you know, and all this comparison is, it's cool and it's nice to figure out what other people are doing and what they're happy. But at the end of the day, no one's life or no one's path is meant to be the same. And I feel like once you just step away and, and, broaden your horizons and broaden thoughts around that you know it becomes a lot more freeing in the sense that you you are really the only person that can actually define what you want to do in life and you are the only person that can actually help you walk that path Mm -hmm. was there a turning point like where you there was like some sort of aha moment and that happened or was there action steps that you feel like you had to be uncomfortable with in order to realize that that I was happy on my own path Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, whenever I was in working in finance, um, I knew there was something wrong. So I had the the whispers of, "Is this enough? Am I happy?" Da da da. 
And I thought I could silence it by getting more promotions. And I thought I could silence it by doing, getting more success, like titles, money, business promotions, et cetera, inside that financial world. And I was working very extremely hard for this one promotion that I thought, yeah, that'll be it. Once I get that promotion, I'll be successful. I'll have that moment of, yes, I've made it. I got the promotion and I was sitting in a boardroom in London overlooking Buckingham Palace. So like 28 year old woman, very nice, very comfortable. Definitely like your younger self would have been looking at that version thinking, yeah, you've done it. And I was sitting in that boardroom and this was November, 2018. And I just had pure dread, like pure dread. I was sitting on a Monday morning. I was looking around the, the boardroom. There was a, a group of maybe like eight of us all these other men were maybe like in their 40s, early 50s. And I just had this dread of, is this what my life is going to look like for the next like 20 years? And then that's when I realized I have just taken a life that was handed to me in my late teens of go to university, get a good career, work on promotions. And I never questioned it. And after I got all those promotions and kept going and kept thinking, this will silence the whispers. This will make me happy. This will make me feel successful. Once I got that big promotion and I had these other people around me telling me, oh, you've made it. Like you have the career for life. People will kill for that job that you had. And here I was with nothing of dread. It was a real moment of, I need to go figure out my own voice. I I can't not silence this whisper anymore because this is a scary thought at that stage. So it was kind of that moment of like, I let I let those whispers of self-doubt and comparison and hoping that I'll just someday get happy, get t- so far that they were like real loud screams and I couldn't really ignore it anymore. And I think that's unfortunately a very common thing that mm-hmm. women can feel in their jobs. And you had mentioned post that it was important for you to get into community. So then you can also grow and lean into that feeling of like, Hey, I'm going to listen to these whispers, but I also need to act on it. Like one thing to hear them and feel certain things, another thing to actually go out and take the action. But one of those actions you mentioned was like just surrounding yourself with the right people. So were there mentors or friends, role models that played a significant role in that journey in the beginning yes um so were my first sort of community that I find myself in that made that made me feel really alive was a movement in the financial world around women in finance so there's not a lot of women in finance it's a very male dominated sector I did mathematics at university that's a very male um, driven sort of degree so in London at the time there was these sort of select few group of women that were going around speaking at schools to young girls to encourage them to you know choose finance as a career and we were trying to like break through the the normal stereotypes of what like a trading floor would be like, et cetera. And it was those kind of small communities. And when I was like talking to those women and talking to those girls that I felt really alive in understanding that, oh, I like this. Like, I like helping women. I like, you know, listening to a girl that's, you know, fearful of what she's going to do and trying to give her some advice and so on. And that's when I first started to feel probably ever in my life, alive and passionate and really creative. And so after that, I just started to seek other communities kind of like that, like that kind of vibe, like I was saying earlier, I didn't have any answers, but I was starting to ask these questions. What did I like? Who did I like to be around? What did I do? 
And I went to one um, network event in London that I actually thought was just about energy. Um, I thought it was about actually like morning routines and stuff like this and like how to be more motivated in your life. It ended up being a business event. So for business owners. And that was my first insight ever into the business world. So I come from a very normal nine to five job. All my families have ever had nine to five. Again, I was very much in the career corporate world. So I'd never really been around people before that had their own businesses or whatever. And again, just allowing myself to go into those networks helped. But yeah, as soon as I realized what path I wanted to go down, I got mentors from day one. I've always had mentors, always paid mentors and people that are ahead of me that I've just asked to be my mentor. But in one shape or other, yeah, I still have mentors actively today in my life. And I think that's an often a piece that is overlooked. Again, yeah. how I mentioned earlier, like we're in this culture of be your own boss, be your own CEO, hustle. But a lot of times behind that curtain is a whole team, is somebody mm-hmm. that is pushing you forward. And if you are the smartest person in that room, like get in another room, you know, you, we have yeah. to continue yeah. growing. And so you had mentioned as well, like even in your past um, experiences in finance, it was a very male dominated um, profession. And even the fitness space, the health and fitness space and running coaching businesses, that is also a very male dominated space. So how do you navigate that as a female and how important do you feel like is it for females to step into more leadership roles? Yes. So both, like you say, very male dominated sectors and working in finance, I was working on a trading floor. So it was extremely male dominated. And now the fitness world, definitely male dominated. Um, I actually don't find the fitness industry as bad. And I'll explain about what I mean about that in a second. Um, Finance was very male dominated um, in a way that actually kind of tore me apart a little bit. Um, I was always very much second guessed. Um, always felt like I had a lot more to prove, always felt I had to work harder to be taken more seriously. Um, But you do find those pocket of men who are champion of women and they are true, proper champion of women. And I want to make that very clear because I feel like whenever we bring up this topic, it becomes very much, it can easily become very much like a bashing of men situation. And for every man that I've come across that have doubted me, I have come across probably two or three that championed me. So I have definitely had those voices of people that have mistreated me, tried to drag me down, trying to doubt me, doubt my challenges. But I have extremely great males in my life that have championed me from day one. But definitely, I think whenever you have that sense of leadership or being a strong female I, for one, feel like you have a responsibility to the women coming behind you. I do feel like you have a responsibility. And it's one that I've taken very seriously from a young age um, that I will definitely try and be a voice for women that do not have a voice. But it was definitely harder in the male industry when it came to finance. Fitness is different, right? And I'm going to be um, very, and if there's any male fitness coaches, like I don't mean to be rude, but there's a huge amount of ego in in male fitness so a lot of it actually isn't even true so you have a lot of these male fitness business owners etc that are saying that they run these huge businesses and they're making all this money etc and then actually when you look underneath you know they're not that great and they're all in this like pretend race with each other so in a way I've actually found it easier quote-unquote to use the fact that I am a female to my advantage in fitness now and what I mean by that is whenever you 
get higher and you build a bigger business in the fitness industry there's not a lot of other females standing around you so like whenever I all mentorships kind of females are sorry meals when I go to business events most of them are meals whenever I go to now mastermind of people businesses making the same kind of revenue of me mostly meals so the fact that I'm a female now I do use that to my advantage because I know I get spotted easier I know I get seen easier and hence I use it like a lot of the men sort of disappear in the background because there's maybe other 50 men whereas I'm like a woman people know that I'm doing well people know that I've built that business and hence they're they're asking me so it has been slightly different for fitness but Again, I take it very, very serious. Like if I ever have an opportunity to speak in the fitness world, I'll forever speak because I want to be a female business owner. I don't want to be called a business owner. I want that female title at the front because I do want to make it very clear to other females behind me that women can do this. And, you know, if this is something that you want to do, again, come right back to the very beginning. Me being a business owner does not define my success or happiness in my day to day life. But I do love inspiring other women to use their voices and find strength, knowing that I'm ahead of them and I'm kind of trying to help them come along as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I love all of all of those words. And for somebody who is listening and does feel inspired, like I want to get in those rooms, I know deep down like that is meant for me that I want to inspire others and not only not for a sense of self-worth, but more so for to inspire the person that's behind them as well, as you had mentioned. So, but there are a lot of women that I know can be stuck or they feel that sense of, I don't know where to start. And you had mentioned like, okay, well, if you want to do that, um, it goes back to what, what brings you happiness, but what is like a word of encouragement that either even you share with your clients in your own coaching company? Um, Cause I know we have a lot of women that come in and they do feel stuck or lost. Um, and they're in this kind of hamster wheel cycle. What is a common thing that you preach out to them? To get people around you that are going to champion you whenever you have that self-doubt and they don't need to be a lot, a lot of people, one or two people that can actually just guide you because it's hard and it's very scary when you don't know what you need to do in life. Like, you know, it is because the social media, everybody has, it makes it out as if everybody else has it figured out and they don't, very few people have their life figured out. So that's probably the first thing that I would say is it's okay if you don't know what you want to do right now. There's a lot of other people that don't know that either. And like, you know, it's kind of part of the game. Like, you know, it's, if you had everything figured out and then you were 21, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Like, you know, yeah. one has it figured out. And if you had it figured out, you've probably been per- playing pretty small in life. So accept the fact that you're willing to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And instead of looking at the negative as in like, that's scary, that's risky, that's whatever. Notice that then that shows a huge amount of self-love in yourself because you're you're not willing to settle in your own life. And, you know, a lot of women that I get on calls with, even for my coaching clients or whatever, they're frustrated with themselves for being lost. They're, fr- they're frustrated with their lives, with how they're looking at right now or whatever. And I usually stop them in those moments. And I usually say, look, I know where you are right now. It can feel scary. It can feel uncomfortable. It can feel annoying that you're not where you want to be and you don't really know where you're going. But look, you're here. You're showing up. Like, this is cool. Because there's a lot of people that will just 
go through their whole life settled and never really step outside of the comfort zone, never really try to do everything, never even ask for help. And yet here you are, even though it feels scary, it feels uncomfortable. You're asking for help. You're trying to figure out what it is that you want to do. That in itself is amazing. So allow yourself to, to see that because that was the thing that I held on to through very scary times. That little thought of, I may not know the answer and I may not know where I want to go, but I am determined to find it because I know that I'm worth it. And that little sort of phrase was what I held on to all through those very scary times of not having a clue what I wanted to do, felt very lost, very, very dark period of my life. But I just held on to that little phrase to be like, Laura, just keep going. Like, you know, you you don't have the answer right now, but you will find it. And like, you will and just holding on to that little thing gives you a lot of hope in a, quite a hopeless situation what you said there i feel we can look at something ahead of us and think is this a yeah like can i do this yes or no like very black and white and for some situations yeah it might be as simple as that but more so going a step further in what you said of am i worth it enough to try like yeah. even just that first little step. And it comes from just acknowledging what you are currently doing. And even if it's acknowledging a weakness, because then that acknowledgement is an opportunity to step into something new. So all of what you had mentioned of your personal and how that applied to your professional growth, how do you feel like what you have learned about yourself, you've applied into your coaching business in regards to how you manage a team and also just how the foundations are laid for your clients um, that you bring into it's where it's more than just nutrition and fitness. How, how have you approached that? Transparency is probably the best word to sum that all up. And whenever I did find my values in life, whenever I did find who I really was me away from what society told me to be or whatever, it allowed me to be so authentic and transparent with everything that I do in life. And any situation that I go into, I don't have an ego. I don't have like the thought of, oh, I know the best answer and you have to do this. It's been fully transparent, even with my team, the women that work with me. You know, I feel like I, I try to be very transparent on around situations like some days we're just trying to all figure this out together. Like, you know, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to feel I'm going to have days where I do not show up as my best self. And that's OK, because I'm human, just like the rest of everybody else. The same with my clients, like having that full transparency of who I am as an individual. I'm not trying to say that I know nutrition better than any other person in the world. I'm, I'm not saying I have a secret that no one else has. I just feel like I'm, I'm trying to be a very real woman and trying to show fully transparency the ups and the downs and being fully, fully authentic in who I am every single day. And then it allows me to, to approach it with a lot more ease because look, if I just show up with myself, just this is me, everything, and I'm just trying my best here. I think a lot more people relate to that and it's a lot more of a better experience everybody around. That applying to your clients as well, where if they're able to see that of you, our clients can show up exactly like that as well. So if you were to think back to when you first started Laura Lom Fitness, from what you know now and how you've grown as a person, what would be the advice you'd give your younger self? Uh, honestly, 
that thought of my younger self makes me emotional when I think about it because where I am right now in life in general not even success business is nothing that I ever imagined for myself ever I never thought the, the happiness that I have right now in my in who I am as a person was something that I was ever going to be able to achieve for me so whenever I get asked about like what would I say to my younger self or whatever it, it makes me emotional to think about it because I know what that younger self has been through to get to where I am right now. So probably the only thing that I would ever, ever say to her if I was trying to envision her stressed out, worried, feeling lost, is just to say like patience, you know, patience. You don't need to have it all figured out. And even when I speak to my younger sister and she's going through a very sort of similar trans transition as I was, she's in her early 20s. There's a lot of pressure on her to have everything sorted out. There's a lot of pressure on her from society to have her career figured out and her partner and where she wants to live. And something that I always just say to her is patience. It's all going to come and go so quickly. Like you don't need to have it figured out right now. It's okay. But have the commitment to always just show up for yourself. Have the commitment to figure out. Have the commitment if you don't like what you're going, if you don't like a part of your life right now, have the commitment to yourself then to venture out and figure out something else. You don't need to find the answer. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to change it tomorrow, but just have the patience in yourself to try and walk that path. So that's probably because like I say, I, I wouldn't have a thing to say like, oh, do this and your life will look like this or do this path or take, because where I am right now, I never imagined this for my life in the slightest. So probably the only thing I would ever just say to her is just like, be patient. Don't try to rush it. Don't try to have all the questions tomorrow. And like, you will eventually get there as long as you just keep trying to put one foot in front of the other, even as how difficult and scary it seems, you'll still be able to get up and do it. What you just said, I think can be so freeing for a lot of people. Even you mentioned like your sister, that's something your sister is going through. That's something I think a lot of us can connect with as well. And it, it feels nice to know that somebody who we look up to or somebody, even somebody who's listening, the person that is your role model, they wouldn't have gotten there unless they went through the process and put one foot in front of the other. So that's, that's awesome. And so if somebody is looking for, you know, that next step and they feel like, okay, I feel um, a bit lost maybe in my health or mindset journey. I know that is something that you can help with as well. And that can be a part of their own journey of showing up um, for themselves. So how can somebody work with you? Very easy. Um, I can just drop my email below um, and Arissa, you'll be able to share that and you can send an email and we'll be able to share all my social media links um, where even if you didn't want to work with me, hopefully the content that I put out on a daily basis will help to nurture you um, on your sort of your journey. Um, my Instagram handle is simply my name, Laura Lamb. Again, we'll share that. And through those channels, it's, it's a lot easier to find my website, my link and so on. But hopefully just the content in itself will be able to inspire and motivate you if you are feeling kind of lost in your journey and you just want to get your figure out who you are and you want to figure out your best version of you. Amazing. Well, I'm excited for everybody to get to know you a little bit more through your content and just 
hopefully through this episode, um, you are an amazing human being and everything that you said was super inspiring to me and my listeners. I know I'm taking a lot away from this and I'm trying to like receive as you were, you were speaking. Um, but hopefully this was helpful for everybody else, but thank you so much, Laura. It's been a pleasure. Um, we will chat like in an hour because we have other meetings, but, um, have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Arissa. Thank you.